Hey everybody, welcome in. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. And Skeeter, we're getting ready for the American Express as the um, January uh, tour uh, time hits the mainland. But before we do that, we'll take a look back. I was trying to looking for the word swing and completely uh, did not find that word. The January swing hits the mainland. But before we do that, let's take a look back. The Sony Open, the first full field event, and. Uh, we had a playoff, and we had a really a wilting of one player, a coming on of another player in Hideki. And the, I mean, I, I don't want to say Henley wilted, but he didn't play 18 well twice. And then Hideki's shot, the second shot in overtime. Overtime, I've been watching a lot of football, dog. The second shot that he hit in the playoff was fantastic. So, by the way, let me go back a minute here. You, you, you couldn't think of the word swing, so would that be a swing and a miss? It would be it, like very good, very oh, good. Thank you. I thought I was just being cheesy on that one. That's why I liked it. Oh, okay, terrific. Um, yeah, I mean that Hideki shot in the first playoff hole was great. Unfortunately, it was not great for me, who was sitting there with a thirty-two to one Russell Henley uh, ticket outright. But um, hey, at least gave me uh gave me a chance. And then the best three dollars I spent all week was on my one dollar to win. Top five, top ten, the win at four hundred one. Hao Tong Lee, he kind of fell apart on the weekend, but um, that was that was you know well worth it. But no, um, again, just kind of a nice, fun tournament to watch. Uh, Henley yeah, up five and couldn't make a birdie on a back nine, one bogey, and Hideki kind of got um, got uh, hot. And we know when Hideki catches fire, he's very tough to beat, but. I want to say it's like a career, one of his best putting career performances. So, yeah, uh, I think that was the case. But I also think he's been showing some signs of better putting too lately. So, uh, I I feel like Hideki could find himself in the uh, hunt for a major again this year. That's obviously an easy, maybe knee jerk reaction after that first uh, first win. But that also put him. I think that win put him eighth uh, all time in wins, or not eighth all time. That's completely crazy to say. It tied him for the most wins uh, for an Asian player. I want to say correct with eight with uh, KJ Choi, which you know, okay, that was the number I was looking for. You know the K- the KJ Choi effect, especially in South Korea, but even I think Asian golf is massive. I mean Hideki is just. He's on track just to be this Asian monster as far as, you know, legacy, with a legacy, like, just that smile, and I know he doesn't speak real good English, but he just has a smile about him, an attitude around him that just, you can't help but like the guy. Yeah, and his legacy in Asia will certainly not oh. be uh, diminished at all by the fact that he doesn't speak English. He's be- he's destined to win a couple more times, and he will. Yeah, he seems like he's kind of destined to be the greatest uh, Asian player. We'll see. I don't know if that's going to happen. My question for you now, Vijay Singh from the island of Fiji. That's not Asia, I guess. No, that's considered maybe part of us. Aust- like where? Because uh, he's won three majors. Now, honestly, he might not have eight wins all time, but I would have thought Vijay was the uh, guy there. I'm going to look this up right now. Okay, because that was just one that uh, I kind of thought about that I would throw at you. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's more of a um, where that is considered uh, continentally. So it's east of Australia. So it's part of Oceania or part of Australia. Okay. All right. There you go. So, yeah. um, 
I forgot about VJ. Yeah. Well, uh, he's he going back to the pre uh, the pre conversation or the pre pod conversation about Cam Smith and fishing. I always liked uh, uh, VJ, uh, VJ because he loved fishing. He said if he wasn't a pro golfer, he'd be a pro fisher. Okay. So I've, I've always kind of liked VJ, and I was always looking for somebody besides Tiger to cheer for, just because I didn't like cheering for the guy that everyone else was cheering for. I never have. I understand that to a point. Um, uh, you know, you almost wonder why Phil was popular for that reason too, just as the the, the kind of the cool foil to Tiger, yeah, yeah. But man, I mean, it was hard. I mean, even if you were like, "Oh, I'd like to see somebody win," when Tiger hit some of those shots, it was like, "Oh, you're still impressed. Boy. You're still oh. in awe." Yeah, but yeah, that that Hideki three wood. Crazy. Like, I watch a shot tracker, and he can't see it, and they're like, "Oh, this is a really good line," and that thing just landed pretty softly. And, Nearly went in. It's like, oh, oh, gosh, this is this is vintage Hideki. And then poor Henley doesn't even hit the green with his third, and it was like uh, you just almost wanted to say, just, just tell him to pick it up. Let's just walk off. Just give it to him. Uh, but it was in the end, uh, you know. I still still think a good tournament for Henley, but Hideki. Um, man, I just, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because of very recency bias, but feels like he's going to contend for a major, if not win one again this year. Yeah, yeah, and, and think about his wins the past year. The Masters, Zozo in Japan. And Massive then the, pressure. And the, the Sony in Hawaii, which, you know, does have a large Japanese influence. So, I mean, boy, he is, you know, the ones that he maybe has felt a tad a bit of extra pressure, he has just come through and just could not be more impressed with him. Yeah, I amen to that. So, anything more from the Sony before we start to go to the American Express, which I guess is going to be a birdie fest, too? Yeah, I don't have anything else. Um, yeah, the American Express will be a, it's its own unique uh, animal. So the American Express, it's going to be a three-day rotation before we have a 54-hole cut and then one tournament or one uh, final round where it's played on the course for the second time. So we have the stadium and Nicholas courses, and we have La Quinta. So, Skeeter, talk us through this one. It's somewhat of a pro-am, too. There's a whole lot going on as we get started back here on the States. Yeah, so this is the pro uh, Last year they didn't have the pro-am due to COVID, but it's back now. So it is the traditional. They play three. Uh, yeah, everybody plays 54 holes, one at La Quinta, which is the easiest of the three. If you remember, I think this is where Hadwin shot his 59 a few years ago. They had to run, like, a camera from from the main courses out there just to cap capture that. Um, P uh, the Nicholas course, Nicholas tournament course, that'll be one round and then two rounds of the stadium course, uh, one round Monday through or Monday, Thursday through Saturday and one round on Sunday at the stadium course. But none of them are real difficult. Again, with pro-ams, they usually put the pins in fairly friendly spots in order to accommodate the amateurs playing. So, yeah, don't be shocked if you get to Saturday and the cut's like 9 or 10 under par. It's something absurd. But um, lots of scoring. Um, I believe it's still top 65 in ties. I did see top 70 somewhere, but I'm thinking that might have just been a mistake. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming it's still top 65. I think from a strategy standpoint, though, this is a week I think you can kind of get a little more aggressive because – a player missing a cut is not going to hurt you as much. Yes, it hurts, but usually it's two rounds to, you know, kind of bury you. Here it's only one, and a decent five of six can, you know, certainly play well over a, a six of six. 
On top of that, when you're talking about strategy in this kind of event, you've got a, uh, a, a pro-am. So you were talking about maybe easier pins. So on top of, I would assume birdies are better with everybody going low. Is there other stats that you would look at or maybe some that you throw out because it's a pro-am and they're not as important with what the expected conditions would be? Well, part of the problem here is we only get shot tracker at the state at the uh, at the stadium course. Right. There is no shot tracker at La Quinta or the Nicholas Tournament course, so it's hard to kind of know what exactly to look for, especially among a three course rotation. But so I'm just when the, when this happens, I just kind of default to some of my usuals like ball striking approach, opportunities gain. Like this is going to be a birdie fest. I think you need that. The birdies are better gain. DraftKings scoring. I'm going to throw in putting because, geez, every every week it seems like putting comes. I mean, Hideki had a heck of a putting week last week. And then par five strokes gain, that's where, I mean, that's where you make up most of the strokes at, especially with some eagle possibilities there. So those are the things I'm kind of looking at. It's kind of a tough week to narrow down one specific area simply because we have limited data and it's three courses. Are we ready to get into the field, at least the professional side of the field? Yes. Well, let's do it. We'll start at the top like we always do. It's 10K plus. There's just four players. John Rahm's 11-3. Patrick Cantlay, 10-9. Scotty Scheffler, 10-6. Tony Finau, 10-2. Skeeter, where are you going? Who's your favorite out of these four? I mean, Rahm. Yep. Se- second in the TOC. Bear- I mean, he he played terrific. Cam Smith just beat him. Like, it happens. Um, He's the best player, and I'm not sure he's priced... As you know, he should be a little higher priced, or it should be at least him and Cantley a little bit of a gap to Scheffler and Finau. So, you know, for me, it's just Rom. I mean, number one in the past 36 rounds, and birdies are better, DraftKings scoring, par five strokes gain, second ball striking. Like, he hits every single metric. I don't think there's a ton that we need to say about him. 11 3, the price, yeah, it's a little price, but it's not horrible. There's some, I've, there's some 6K golfers I don't mind, even some low sevens that. I can easily fit Rom into my lineups. Does Rom have any success in California? Uh, I think he's won a time or two. Has he won this event before? He has. He Let did. me help That's you out. Right. He has. He's that. won this event. He won his major last year in California. I don't know if that means anything. He's the best player in the world. The difference between him and Cantley isn't enough for him to make for me not to make him my favorite as well. In fact, Cantley's my number two. Yep. Same the now. only way Cantley is my number one is if the price difference was bigger. But um, you know, you're just looking at look. They're just the two best guys in this field, and it's not really close to me. No, I agree. Um, and that's why the betting board shows that too. I think yeah. last I saw was like. He was, Rob was like, oh, let me look here. I think they're like eight to one. And then the next guys are 18 to one. No, it's not even true. Rom's five to one at my book. Yep. Same here. And I have Cantley at nine to one. Okay. Cantley's only seven and a half at my book. Okay. And then Scheffler and M are 18 yep. before you even get the Finau. I have Scheffler at 16. I have Finau at 20. With, okay. With yeah. My huge, so. good, good old Lawrenceburg, Indiana Barstool is usually not on par with the ones not, no pun intended, but uh, there it was not on par with the same uh, odds oh. you have. So there, once again, that's the case. Nice. Um, <laughs> so Cantlay's your number two as he is mine. I guess the question is, are we fading the same player? I'll give, I'll get yours first. Uh, Scheffler for me. Yeah. Probably mainly because, I again, I'm not playing him or Finau, but I think I used Finau one and done last year, and he finished fourth. And not, uh, he's in consideration for me for one and done purposes. Um, 
I know I haven't figured out who I'm going to use it there yet, but for me it's Scheffler. Um, Finau's got a little better history here, and I know Scheffler did win in the uh, fall. He won in the fall, right? What did Scheffler win? I'm not going to tell you that I know that for sure. He wasn't at Tournament of Champions. If he won, I'm I'm, oh, I'm, okay. I'm grasping was, on it. No, he, he came second. in second, I remember, at match play. That's the best I can give you. And then second at Houston, second at the Hero. Okay. I thought, I thought he finally won. No. Okay, so then, yeah, I'm not going to choose him. In the discount between Rom, who's probably the best player in the world right now and can't lay the FedEx Cup champion, is not enough for me to, get, to go down to Scheffler. By the way, not that they we're talking these events now, but second in match play in Austin, Texas, second at Houston in, well, Houston, Texas. Scheffler's from Texas. We'll remember that in a couple months, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he did go. Yeah, he went to the University of Texas. So That's correct, yeah. So we'll remember that, but that's for future uh, knowledge. We'll put that, we'll file that one away. Yeah, Finau's my number three, and I actually think I could use him because you talk about, you know, a little bit of philosophy here and the fact that if I was to not use Rahm and Cantlay together in a lineup, but maybe try to use two of these guys, use Finau and one or the other, because you do get three rounds out of everybody, minus a withdrawal, you can dig a little deeper into the 6Ks, and it's not as, as uh, painful if they don't make the cut. So I could still use Finau. I probably won't you Scheffler though so I think I'm with you there yeah in fact I've already messed around with a build with uh Rahm and Cantley and I easily got that uh easily got that in well yeah 6900 Rory Sabatini sure don't hurt but we'll get oh, there we'll get there I'll get some Let's get to 9Ks before we get to 6Ks, and we'll start at the top. Sung JM's 99, Taylor Gooch 97, Seamus Power 95, Corey Connors 94, Matthew Wolf 93, Abe Answer 92, Zalatoris, William that is 91, and Russ Henley 9K even Skeeter. Who's your favorite in this tier? Um, I'm actually thinking about just passing this entire tier. Okay. If I'm playing somebody, and again, this might be a one-and-done Somebody who's had success on die courses, someone who has played this tournament very well in a couple of appearances would be Abe Answer. Yep. Uh, fifth last year, second two years ago, 18th and 2019. So he has a good history here. I think he was he didn't he wasn't great at the tournament of champions, but he was okay. 9200s. I mean, in this field that seems a little cheap on him. I expect that he should be somewhat popular. Uh, miss, yeah, he missed last week at Sony. Actually, ooh, his tournament champions was terrible. He was not that good, yeah. But, you know, it could have just been a warm-up. But, I, you know, he's the only one I would even have any remote interest in. Other than that, I think I just like Cantley Rom so much, and I actually like some guys in the upper eights that I don't really think I'll go here the nines. I can get behind that general feeling. Um I mean, look, I like Matthew Wolf, although he hasn't played this tournament very good. Okay. But there's some decent course history with some guys that are playing really good in this tier. So you mentioned Answer, and he is one of the guys I'm considering. I kind of have a hodgepodge at the top. So I'll tell you that Seamus Power is my favorite in this tier. Yeah. He's He's been playing just consistent golf. We've talked about it again last week. So it's just the same thing with him. He's playing really good. And while he hasn't played here the last two years, missed the cut the year before that, he was 11th and 21st here the two years prior to that in 2018 and 2017. So obviously he played the pro-am stuff. That that's not going to bother him. Um, of course, maybe it will now that people have heard of him and he may get a better uh, pro, uh, amateur with him. Who knows? But I look at that and the way he's playing. So I'm going to say Seamus Power is my favorite in this tier. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with you. Um, Outside of answers, there even another name you would consider. 
From a DraftKings perspective, no. Gotcha. See, I would have to say Taylor Gooch, too, who's also, in my estimation, really starting to come into his own as a maturing pro. 21st, 17th, and 4th are his last three times out here. So I was looking for somebody that I could get after. Now, the problem is, are you going to go to Taylor Gooch at the price he's at exactly. just, just below the Cantlays and Roms? I don't know if I can do that. Um, I don't know if I could just say, okay, Sung JM's bad week last week makes me go. I'm automatically going to play. And he has a decent course history here, by the way. I don't know if I can automatically just move him out of the way. So I think what you're saying is if you're going to use guys in the 10K, it's really easy to do so and fade this tier. And I'm with you there. Given the 10 lineup structure that I usually do, I will probably have some builds that do use power, Gooch, M, Answer, and, of course, Matt Wolf, just because I love him. Right. And, you know... Sanjay, at least, feel like your whole the whole Gooch argument. I realize he's playing well, but I'd rather have Sanjay for two hundred more. I get, oh, I'm, you're not. I'm not going to argue with that, right? Because he just missed the cut. I think he was two under last week. Didn't have a great Thursday. Rallied a hair at the end, and then on Friday just couldn't quite get there. But it's not like he was one of those plus six guys or anything. He was minus two to miss the cut last week. Like I think I'd rather play Sun, Sanjay ninety nine than Scheffler at ten six. Like if you flip the two, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that was outrageous. I would agree. I'd rather play him than Scheffler. I'll give you that at their current prices. That's the for sure. The only other name I have any interest in, and this is more of betting, I think because he's around 50-1, to 1, is Will Zalatoris. Like, I still think he has the talent level to win. He didn't. He kind of struggled towards the end of last year. So from a betting perspective, I think I'd be okay with that if he wanted to take some shots on, in DraftKings. I, that's okay. But I'll say that I have no interest in this 9K. Who are we fading? Or is there one that stands out above the rest at this point? I mean, I, I the way Russell Henley, I mean, he sets up great for this event stat-wise, but the way he blew, you know, lost, blew, lost the five-shot lead on the back nine, lost in the playoff, boy, that's just got to be, that's going to take some time to recover. And his course history here is not, this is not a course that Russ Henley loves like he did last week. He's missed the cut three years in a row, didn't play previously, missed the cut the year before that. So four out of the last five turn years, he's played it, missed the cut in all five of them. So I, I Russ Henley is actually my fade, too, out of this tier. Um, so I guess at some level we see this tier the same. Yeah. Well, let's take it to the 8K tier. Then if you like the 10Ks, you're fading 9K. Is the 8Ks where you're going? Let's find out. It's Cam Tringali at the top 89, Pat Reed 88. Christian Bezadenhut, 87. Justin Rose, 86. Ricky Fowler's 85. Alex Norton's 84. Siwoo Kim, the defending champs, 83. Carlos Ortiz, 82. Johnny Vegas, 81. And 8K, even. We've got Luke List and Charles Howe, the third skeeter. There's some names in here. Some names we like. Some names, well, I don't like. At least we know. Where are you going, bro? I mean, I noticed some disdain when you said Rose. <laughs> of course. I mean, that was pronounced. Um, actually, I've, I've placed four bets. Two of them are in this range. Um, so I guess I'll just kind of go with the cheaper one. And that would be Johnny Vegas at 8,100. I got him at 80 to 1 uh, yesterday on DraftKings. I don't know. Nice. Number I love Johnny Vegas bets, too. It's not like I'm not a... I'm, I'm one that gets down on those. Oh, I mean, I yeah, Vegas is one I can certainly lose money on. Uh, has won here before, and I think he actually has a pretty decent history. Let me, let me pull that up. Yeah. All right, okay, no, he won in 2011. Actually, outside of 11, 2018 has not done much. He's got some made cuts in there, but 
Ball striking is pretty good. Uh, third in ball striking over the past 36 rounds. Sixth in birdies for better. 14th in approach. 21st opportunities gained. 10th in drafting scoring. Putter is the only question with him. But 8,100, he has some winning upside, has some scoring ability. I think it's just it's a nice price on him. So I think he fits some of the you know second or third guy in type of lineups. As much as I hate to say this, my favorite in this tier has got to be Patrick Reed. He's 8,800. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the better players in the world. I imagine he's probably playing with a little chip on his shoulder because he wasn't in that Ryder Cup team. And I know, uh, you know, he got sick before at the Olympics and had to miss that as well. Or actually, no, I'm sorry. He was the replacement for the Olympics for Bryson and then didn't get the nod to the uh, Ryder Cup team, which at, with the nickname Captain America, I imagine he might be one of the few Americans that's really playing with a chip on his shoulder to get to this international team. Now, on top of that, 8,800, that's cheap for Reed. He's won this event before. So, uh, all that, plus, by the way, after his bad start at Tournament of Champions, where he was plus one, he ended up finishing 15th, which is middle of the pack, made a good run back into the middle of the field. So Patrick Reed just seems a little cheap for me here. 35 to one. That's a consideration for me, just because he literally might be the third best player in this field. He's when 33 he's, to one where I go, and I'm absolutely looking to bet him if that number doesn't reduce. I mean, we've seen Reed kind of pop out of nowhere before. Yeah. Like, like, he can be in bad form all of a sudden. Oh, he goes and wins uh, Valspar or whatever it was. So, yeah, he's on my list. He's third for me in the tier. I get it. I mean, he's not going to be a stat play at all. This is just kind of almost one of those, okay, this number is way too low on him. And, in fact, he's actually the he's sub-6% on, on Fantasy National on Tuesday night. So That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I like I, to hear it. I, yeah, you know what? Maybe he makes another appearance later on in this episode. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, before we get there, let's get to your number two play in this tier. Again, another another bet I got um, yesterday over at DraftKings. Um, 60 to 1, Chris, Christian Bezedenhout. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yeah, Bezedenhout. I know it's Christian. Oh, I thought I said it semi-weirdly. So, yeah, you said it good enough. Um, playing really well. Again, he can putt, so that's always a plus. Gained three and a half strokes on approach at Sony. Back in the falls, uh, he missed at Houston, but 15th at Mayakoba. Uh, 57th at Bermuda, so not much, but he's, he seems like a guy who's going to win, and it's going to be one of these, I won't say weaker field events, but it's one, you know, where he's probably a top 10 player in it, and this certainly fits the mold, I think, for... For Christian, um, let me pull up his numbers here. Yeah, sixth in putting, seventh par five strokes gain, twenty eighth in DraftKings scoring, thirtieth in birdies better. Not the best ball striker. He ranks 99th there, so I guess that is a concern. But e seven hundred again, he just feels like overall he's a better player than like a Tringali, a Sheamus, even Corey Connors. Maybe maybe Connors is pretty close to him, but. I think this is enough of a discount. Instead of 60 to 1, I think that was pretty good value. Somewhat surprised you didn't go with Justin Rose there, the vampire. Um, just at that number he's at in this tier because I know he's one of your guys, and for better or worse, one of my guys is, well, Ricky Fowler. And he's played this tournament pretty decent lately. Um, not to mention that at the end of the fall swing, and we'll see how much of that carries over as he makes his first start here in the new year. 
uh, he played pretty good there. So 21st last year, 10th the year before was Ricky Fowler. And as the year ended, he finished off fairly decent, making cuts. Third at the CJ Cup back in October. 44th and 40th were his last two finishes before he called it a uh, season at the middle of November. In this field, with his comfortability there, I'm going to give Ricky Fowler a chance because if he doesn't play well, I can cast it aside. We're going to start to have a lot more up-to-date data in the next few weeks where playing your favorites isn't going to work. So hopefully I get on him before his price goes up. And if he doesn't, I mean, we're kind of taking crapshoots with players right now coming off breaks anyway. I mean, you got to say uh, Ricky's going to get warmed up for the People's Open. Former well, it's, it, it is coming up soon. Yeah, Super Bowl weekend. They they did move Pebble. Uh, Pebble will now be in the off week. and then... I was wondering that, if that messed that up, if that changed things, if it was like Riviera or whatever was coming up before, after, whenever. I didn't even know. No, I, I think, was curious about that. I think Waste Management specifically said they wanted to be Super Bowl weekend. I would. They should want that. I'm assuming They've, Pebble was like... Fine with us. Yeah, I would think. I would probably think the same thing too. Yeah. And by the way, a little, and then so then this, so the NFL not only affected that one, it, it affected the farmers too. So next week, the farmers actually starts on Wednesday, ends on Saturday. So they're not playing their final round during conference championship Sunday. Bro, I don't hate that at all. I didn't know that, but I do not hate that at all. So we're gonna get final round play on Saturday next week at, at Tory. All right, well that's a good uh, that's a good thing to know for uh, actually for getting ready for next week too. So we should mention that there at the end too for people just to make sure you're on your p's and q's as the new week comes around. But now, uh, I gotta ask you this because I know you're you know this is your slow time of the year. Have you been watching any Corn Fairy tour? I have not. No, I've been uh, breaking down every uh, angle of Joe Burrow kneeling down uh, the final play of the game on Saturday. <laughs> Because I believe they're playing Sunday through Wednesday, so there you go. If you need some, uh, and they're a thing in the Bahamas or some island in the Caribbean, so you know, there you go. If you need some, need some final round action tomorrow, there you go. No, I think there's some uh, drone footage that I'm about to get my hands on of CJ Uzama doing the icky shuffle from above. So I'll <laughs> I'll be spending at least uh, I don't know three and a half to four and a half uh, hours breaking that down. Uh, well. At least you have more positive memories of your team in the playoffs <laughs> in their last game than mine, where mine involved a double doink. So. Um, Skeeter, I don't think I'd ever had an alcoholic drink the last time the Bengals won a playoff game, and I'm 44 years old. So it took me a while to get to this memory. Um, it took me a while to get here. At any rate, let's get back to this 8K field. Is there anything else positive you're looking at here? No. Who are we fading here? I guess just Charles Howell, and that's kind of scary considering January is usually Charles Howell time, but just not seeing anything stat-wise. He's had a couple of 16th and 36th the past two stars, so it's not terrible. It just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like he's doing much for me to have any interest. I'm probably with you there, too. I'm going to fade Cam Tringali. He was actually playing very good when the season ended. At least two of his three tournaments were top 10s. But at 8900 I'd rather reach up a little bit and pay for those guys we'd already talked about, like Abe Answer, or I'd rather just go down to Reed or Bezayden Hooter. Honestly, I mean, I don't like him, but I like money, and I'd rather put Justin Rose, I think, in than 8900 Cam Tringali. So for that reason, that price is just too much for me to play him without any you know recent form inside of the last month and a half. Mm-hmm. Let's take it to 7K, bro. You ready? Yep. All right, there's some tasty names in here, and I think we both are going to have a few guys we're interested in if we're playing 10K names. we got to get in some of these. 
I'll start with you, my man. Is there a play in 7K that stands out above the rest for you? Not above the rest, but if you're going to make me choose one, in fact, I need to go see what his number is. I haven't bet him yet. Um, actually, hold on. Why do, why do I like this guy? It must be it's, a gr- it's a great question. It is. Okay. No, okay, that's right. I had to look up. I had to look at more recent stats to figure out. It's a Kramer Hickok at 7,200. Okay. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm flipping between multiple screens tonight. 21st last year, miscut 2020, 40th in 2019. Uh, 20th last week at Sony, good approach numbers. Missed at RSM on the number. Was 4th at Houston with a good good approach numbers. Been putting well. 7,200, like, here's a guy who has two top 20s in his last three starts. An okay history here. I think I can live with this at 7,200. There's a couple names that I think I'm going to be interested in. I guess I've got to go with the guy at top. You mentioned him. Um, I don't know if it was during the show now or before we got started, but it's Adam Hadwin. Yeah. Uh, his course history is just out of this world. And I mean, you go back to the end of the year, he was making cuts. He wasn't really great anytime before since the Shriners at early October, but he made cuts. Now he gets to a place where he's played with great comfort, comfort, whether it's because of the people he plays with playing with people as opposed to other players, but I don't know what it is but he's had a second, a third, a second, and a six, a four-run year that was impeccable here. And at 7,900, I'll go back to the chance that he gets it going again here when the season starts with those great memories. Yeah, I mean, that, for me, I think it's a pure tournament history play only. I wish he was a little cheaper, but that's probably why he's at 7,900. I got you. Where else are you going? Uh, Lucas Glover. Yeah, he's off the ban list, dude. I think he's uh, off the list. He gained nine and a half shots on approach last week. He actually was neutral putting, slight positive, which for Lucas Glover is good. A struggle at Century. I mean, Century, he lost five strokes approach, eight strokes putting. But, you know, it must have been first uh, tournament. Just kind of take your paid trip to Hawaii, kind of use that as your warm-up period. But showed up well last week at Sony. Again, the, the huge approach numbers. Probably make him stand out. Tenth in opportunities gained, 17th ball striking, 20th in... Approach, everything else is just kind of eh. But 7,600 for a guy coming off a top five played well? I, I don't hate it. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I hate to say it, but he's off the ban list for now, at least. We'll, uh, I might be starting a whole whole year clean slate because I, I mean, I just told you I might be interested in playing Justin Rose, which that means the whole ban list is just about empty at this point. So that means there's no more list of uh, the list of James Adams? No, there will be. It's just empty, right? We're, it's new year, new me until, you know, like Justin Rose or uh, Lucas Glover missed the cut this week and I'm on turbo tilt and I put him right back on the list. But for right now, you know, this is a, this is a new day, D-E-Y. Uh, uh, I was going to say, is it better to be on the list of James Adams or the list of Jericho? Well, it, it's better to be on the list of James Adams. Okay. Because then, you know, you're someone who's um, a I'm I'm betting on and well that means you're making money and I'm just trying to make money off your back. You know what? That's a very reasonable take. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, I think I'm going to go Russ Knox, dude. I faded him last uh-huh. week. He played decent, um, and I felt like I'm like man, Knox was one of my guys that played decent. He finished seventh actually, and he was 40th at RSM. He's got a decent course history too. Uh, in the last. Two of the last four years, top 20s. Three of the last four years, top 30s. Four of the last four, top 40s. So give me Russ Knox here at the top of this list. He's had a little bit of decent uh, showing lately as the season started. He's played well here. I will take my chances with Russ. Yeah, um, I looked at him. I 
I, I completely get why you're going there. He did not make it for me. Um, one of my other bets, 120 to one, Sebastian Munoz. 7,500, I feel, is like a decent price for a guy who does have some upside. Um, you know, top 33 ball striking approach, opportunities game burgers better. Good DraftKings score, not the best putter. Does have a 21st here. Recent, you know, recent, he was third at RSM, fourth at Zozo, 49th at CJ Cup, did miss at Houston. So he at least carries some form here. Like 7,500 feels a little underpriced for him, and 120 to 1 on FanDuel Sportsbook is a really tasty number for me. I also, as I told you, will go with uh, my main man, uh, Flex Seal Sebastian. What about Gary Woodland? He doing anything for you? I get it. Like, the name down here, I just, he struggled a lot last year. I can't get there, but this could be just one of those weaker field auto bet Gary Woodland if he's healthy enough, and all of a sudden you might be getting a Sunday sweat. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm like, again, maybe it's way too much narrative of he's played good here, and he's obviously, he won his major in California as well. Maybe I'm reading way too much into that, though. Um, any other names in 7K? I think there's uh, there's got to be at least one more, right? I believe he's seven. I believe he's seven K exactly, and I mean he he is. I mean, you know, living out in California now. I I realize it's not the summer, but if you're gonna give me on Fanduel, like I'm at 190 to one to win, and he has a terrific history here. Eighth last year, twelfth in 2017, 62nd 2016, 10th in 2015. Did miss in 2020, but come on. If I see the Italian in the field, it's a Frankie week. I'm, you know, give me some Molinari. No idea no, where his game is, but. Um, there's so. no way I'm not going to have at least one, if not two, Frankie lineups at well at 7K. And how good is this game? Well, we know he's got greatness in his game, and we also know he's going to play three rounds this week. That's right. In fact, here, I'm, I'm going to go waste a dollar. Molinari Fleetwood double. Fleet, uh, I think Fleetwood play Abu Dhabi. I uh, I think that that is a, a very doable bet for you right there. There's a couple other names down here that I, I was interested. Let me ask you about Michael Thompson. Yes. 7,500 with a good course history here. He's got to be in play, right? Played very well last week. Uh, full beard, too, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. They were making a big deal about how he looked like uh, Tom Hanks at the beginning and the end of uh, Castaway. Yeah, so, I mean. Have you seen that movie? It's okay. It's okay. I if okay. I haven't, I feel like I know at least enough about like Wilson the volleyball. All right, you at least get the reference. You could fake it. I'll give you a break here. I, I mean, I, no, I'm just being honest. I don't think I have, but it sounds. It's a good. It's a good film, dude. <laughs> but yes, yeah. As as you hear every time I come on Sirius XM and your quote, <laughs> he does not know pop culture. I have a, I, I, have a I think Tom book. Hanks won Best Actor for that. I mean, it was literally like one of the best movies of the year. But uh, anyway, I, I mean, as you know, I'm just not a movie person. That's okay. So you like Michael Thompson, aka Castaway. What about Adam Long? I mean, this is where he, he uh, stared down Hadwin and Phil, um, and he just kind of randomly pops every now and then. He's not for me, but I also know he's one of your guys. Yeah, and he missed the cut on the number at Sony, so I'm ready to totally give him a break on that one. Anybody else here? I mean, let, let's face it. There's a few more names that I just like in this in this tier, but those are guys that I, I definitely think are worth plays. Anybody else pop to you? 
No. By the way, I um the Molinari Fleetwood double the the Mollywood. One dollar would pay four thousand one hundred sixty-three dollars. I've wasted a dollar on worse things in my life. Dude. I I gave a homeless man ten dollars today while uh, Saturday while I was waiting in a bathroom line. Told him I'd give him more money when he came back with a beer for me. I never saw him again. Uh, so, needless to say, lady in front of me goes, you know he's never coming back. I was like, yeah, I know. But I can't get out of this bathroom line, and I really want a beer. <laughs> so you didn't waste a dollar as bad as I did in that moment of weakness where oh. I gave that fella, uh, 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 basically, I just handed him two $5 bills, and, you're, well, here we are. Your heart was in the right place. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate you staying that anyway. Yeah. Brian Harmon. That's the last one I'm going to ask you uh, for because he's at the top at 7,900 with a really good course history. So I'm lying to you that I do want you to feel on one more guy. Really good course history. I mean, he has been making cuts, but good grief. Last time he gained strokes and approach in a measured event was the John Deere Classic. And he missed a cut <laughs> okay. there. Like, I mean, he must have at the open. He finished 19th, but his approach number has just been not good. So... Again, talents is probably you know maybe the layoff, and, but he missed he missed strokes last week as well. Um, I guess I'll throw the other names. I'm at least I have stars by Cage Lee tends to play TPC course as well, and I think he was okay last week. Uh, Tom Hoagie missed the cut, but if we're talking birdie fest, Tom Hoagie is usually somebody you want to get up there. And then another guy who missed the cut, which killed some of my potential six of six lineups, was Aaron Rye. Mm, I lost, bet him. He lost everything. Around the green and putting, he had a really good fall. Approach was still okay, just couldn't make a putt. I could forgive that for a week. And at Dude, I am. He's a. I think he's a long number two. I lied to you because when you brought up Aaron Rye, I remembered there was one other person I wanted to ask you about. Also recently from the Corn Ferry Tour, Adam Svensson, uh, seventh last week at Sony. He's oh. actually played here well. Too. So he won on the he won the tournament before the Corn Ferry Championship, and he's played here one time previously and finished seventeenth. I think yeah, is the cause... number. So I mean, like it's like whoa, maybe the, or eighteenth. Okay, I was close. Maybe is this guy? Would you would you consider given the uh, circumstances here? I mean, this is his second time on tour. Maybe this is like a Chesson Hadley who was around for a couple of years, had to go back down to the Corn Ferry and came back, but um. Yeah, no, his, his approach numbers were fantastic last week at Sony. It was okay at the fall. I mean, 22nd Bermuda, 45th Mayakoba had some missed cuts surrounding that. But he's not for me. But if you want to play the form, why okay. not? Just curious, because I know every once in a while, you were, you, uh, Barjan, the cheap uh, 6K, 6K guy you were on last week, made the cut. So yeah, I don't know if we, I, I could get some uh, Corn Fair beauty from you again this week. I think he's 6,100 too this week. So he didn't exactly get the price bump. Well, good. Maybe we'll use them again then. All right. I'm not going to ask you about any more guys in 6K, 7K, at least not until we finish the podcast and I text them to you. I'm going to ask you who you're fading here. Oh, I didn't even look. Uh, Jason Day. Big name. I got to see something out of him before I'm ready to play him, even at 7,300. Fair enough. I'm going to fade Cam Champion to withdraw from the uh, Tournament of Champions with the, the coronavirus. And we've seen it drag some people for a while and some people have bounced back as if nothing ever happened. Yeah. And since I haven't seen him yet and he missed the cut, granted it was way back at the end of the last year, 
uh, at Florida at the last time he played. But look, it, I, let me see something first. I've just kind of taken the wait and see approach with guys coming off of it, it, in football, and it's bit me and it hasn't bit me. Um, Amari Cooper comes to mind, a guy who was really sluggish when he first came back off the Tyree. coronavirus list. So uh, there you go. So there's another one. So for that reason and that reason only, I'm fading champ. No, nope, I, I I think that makes sense. And by the way, I hope he's healthy and I hope he plays good. But uh, that's uh, neither here nor there as we get to the 6Ks. And Skeeter, well, we've already talked about some names in the 6K. There's some names we like. And uh, just to reset it from the top, this is a tournament where everybody in this field that doesn't withdraw gets three rounds. So you can get a little riskier down here with three rounds being played. Where are you going if you are uh, diving in here head first? Oh, I'm diving in. I, I got a few names here. So um, first one's a... Uh past champion here not that he's done much since he won two missed cuts at 65th and 29th but hudson swafford was decent last week as well um at 6700 let me pull up his numbers uh gained on approach he lost a little bit around the green he finished 48th i think i feel like that was the weekend i think i kept swinging him birdie bogey birdie bogey but i uh, was was decent to fall some some 30 top 35 finishes um over the past 36 rounds, ninth in ball striking, fifth opportunity to gain 11th in approach. So, former winner at 6,700 who isn't playing terrible, I don't mind it. I'm looking for favorites, and I'm trying to decide if I want to pick a uh, a a higher price guy or if I want to go lower price because I'm thinking, well, as we've already said, these guys they get their 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 play already. Um, you know I'm considering Sabatini up top again. But I go down to 6,400 and I see Doc Redmond. This is a dude that we were paying decent money for back in the day. He missed his last two cuts at the end of the last year, but he was minus two at the RSM. He was in shape to make the cut, missed the cut with a bad day. Uh, made the cut here the last two times out. I'm kind of grasping the straws, but again, we talked about this is this week where you know, we don't know what a lot of these guys have been doing for the last month and a half or so. So, sixty four hundred. I'm gonna I'm gonna go cheap and say Doc Redmond's my favorite play down here. I mean, if he finds any of the form that made him a DFS darling, then this is a bargain. I he's just one I kind of have to wait and see because outside of the crap second shoot. Palmetto, he just has not done anything. That's fair. Total crapshoot, by the way. I mean, I, I acknowledge that. I think this is just this is my idea of hey, this week is the week I can do some crapshoots and. Um, as, as we said, at least get that third day out of them. So you're going to play Rom, Cantlay, Doc, and Jim Herman? Maybe. I mean, Jim Herman, I was, you know, the, you know, the stupid comment about, well, it's a pro-am and who would you like to talk to more for three days than Pipster himself, Jim Herman? I mean, I would be um, entertained. <laughs> you, well, you, you know, I would, I'd be like, Hey, tell me about my buddy Mark in high school. And then when he <laughs> said, I don't know, I don't remember him. I would, I would be like, that's exactly what I wanted you to say, Jim. Thank you. Uh, um, two other names I have. I th one I know is a corn fairy guy. I don't know the other one. Sixty hundred Davis Riley. Twentieth last week at Sony. Missed at RSM. Twentieth at Houston. Missed at Mayakoba. Seventh at Bermuda. So he's at least putting up some finishes when he's making the cut. Been getting on approach. He lost four point three strokes around the green last week at Sony. So that's a little concern. Didn't make. Did gain four putting, but. He he was one of the highly touted guys from the corn er, going into the corn ferry tour last year. Sixty hundred, I you know, I'm willing to take a chance on him. And, and I don't know if he's corn ferry or not. Yeah, he is. Um, 
Oh yeah, because you did win. Sixty nine hundred. I, I get my woos confused. Not C woo, but Dylan and Brandon. I, I, I think this is the one who went to Stanford. Um, twentieth last week at Sony gained five point four strokes on approach, lost putting, but he's been making some cuts and, and good approach numbers. One of the Corn Ferry Tour last year. Um, you know, sixty nine hundred. He's one I can mix in. I get my woos confused between Rick and Charlotte. Ah, well, that's a, that's very understandable. All right. Uh, that's a wrestling joke. Rick Flair, Charlotte Flair, for those that have no clue what I mean. Um, what about Brant Snedeker at 6,900, man? Was good at Sony. T36. 6,900. I don't know. I mean, it seems like at that price and, you know, he was he made the cut at RSM, too. So give me two cuts, made cuts in a row, three out of the last four. He's I mean, he shot a sixty-nine or a fifty-nine once, right? Yeah, that was at uh, Wyndham. Not that that super matters, but I just I'm I'm saying that because he is sixty-nine hundred. Like uh, I, I, he's got to be in play. Yeah, it hasn't been real impressive in any stat category, but um, maybe maybe finding some form again because I mean, he's got the one of the better pedigrees in this field at this price. Rory Sabatini, the sl- the silver Slovakian. The question for me is, is he going to be able to focus on golf while whoever's his playing partner, his amateur, is just constantly asking him if they can look at that silver medal again? You know, that, that's a very fair point. I mean, I mean, imagine if he gets paired with bronze medalist C.T. Pan. All the Olympic Boy, that, glory. That, uh, that, that would be something. And without, uh, without the gold medalist in the field, I mean, those guys will certainly sparkle and shine. You know, if you're going to play Sabatini, you might as well play Siwoo. Because when I look at Sabatini's recent past... I see a bunch of missed cuts, but then I see a third at Shriners and tenth at Wyndham. So, like, see, like, new top ten or bust? So, you know, and it doesn't even include the silver at the Olympics. So, what the heck is going on here? Who knows? And he missed a cut on the number last week, by the way. So, this is definitely a week where we could turn around and find the form. Things fall for him. And, uh, you know, we could see that boomer bust boom again, hopefully. Yeah. I don't have anybody else that I'm really inter- interested in. Do you have anybody else? I have guys I'll play, but not for any reasons that warrant conversation. Okay. <laughs> I mean, frankly. Uh, so, who are we fade in this in this tier? Uh, only because uh, he has no registered rounds. And it's actually kind of an interesting name. James Dupreeze. Spelled D-U space P-R-E-E-Z. Yeah. No, nothing about him, but that's an interesting name. So... Um, I don't know him either, but he didn't make the cut at the Portugal Masters because it says so on DraftKings, and that's Uh, all I know about him. I mean, mean, that's pretty good. He's playing uh, any Masters, even if it's Portugal. I'll fade Jared Wolf because I'm already playing Matthew Wolf. Oh, come on. You got to play. You can play the Wolf double. Okay. And in fairness, he finished one under last week at the Sony when he didn't make the cut, so... Um, I don't know. I don't really have a uh, a a giant fade in this tier at this point. I mean, again, we talked about it. you can play whoever you want. Um, I don't know. I'll fade Luke Donald. Well, there you go. It's not it's not a Wyndham or not. Uh, it's not Heritage. Even though he's coming off of a twenty seventh, which yeah, of course, Sony being the comp course too, Heritage and Wyndham as well. Where he, I think he plays really good at Sony too. Um, Didn't they say he was the career money uh, leader at Sony? Is he? Didn't wasn't that like a Thursday broadcast fact? Well, I thought it was. I don't remember him even playing, being in the field last week. I certainly did not hear that. 
Yeah, I think that was a fact in the field. Yeah, because they were like talking about how he's still really good with the wedge, and he had a pretty good wedge shot, and was like self fulfilling prophecy. And I mean, he played pretty decent last week, so I don't know why I'm fading. We'll go back to just fading Jared Wolf. That's fair. <laughs> well, Skeeter, I know that you didn't do worse than me in one and done. Um, Sung JM was not the correct pick for me. The only thing I can say as we continue down this magical path of one and done is now I probably have to get on a different track no. or do I have to? No, no, it's, it's one week. Like everybody's going mean, have... to have 3000th place or something. Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to have a miscut here and there. I mean, I'm in 1471st place. Thanks to my $35,700 won by Mark Leishman. So, I mean. I mean, essentially, what's awesome. the difference? I mean, when you got to hit multiple million-dollar winners in order to to do this, um, and that really is my mindset going into this. So I, I was I was being a little bit facetious. I guess the real question is: Are you using a big gun like a Rom or a Cantlay, or do you save them for a higher payout, or are you just looking for a hit here? Cantlay's interesting. I mean, Rom would be really interesting because I'm not sure many people are going to play Rom here. They're saving him for a WGC, a major. Cantley mm-hmm. maybe as well. So Cantley could be interesting, but I think you and I kind of hinted, or at least I hinted at it earlier, and you might you sound like you might have been on board with me. If nobody's playing Patrick Reed, and he kind of pops out of nowhere, this feels like a decent spot to try to take Patrick Reed. Former winner here does have some okay history. Um... You know, hopefully his playing partner gets Justine likes his playing partner, but um, (laughs) (laughs) I just had some wild, quick fantasy about being reads like amateur and just getting kicked out on like the second tee box, (laughs) (laughs) and how enjoyable that would be. Uh, I saw a golf thread this week on Twitter. It was like, "What's your favorite golf?" Uh, picture of all time and somebody had in there and I don't have it on my phone anymore. I had a, po- I had a post of the Mackenzie Hughes picture, oh, uh, but it was somebody had posted Reed snapping his wedge after he uh, basically oh, just completely whiffed on a chip shot at the U S open in 2019. And That's I was like, Oh my God, that is one of my top. Like, I think I told you uh, at the end of last year's golf season, uh, we were watching golf after work in the garage, and I like brought that video up and showed it to my coworker because I love it so much. So uh, that just brings that makes me smile. That brought a warm feeling to my heart on this cold January day. <laughs> wow, I, I must be doing something <laughs> right. But yeah, you know I what? might use Reed now. You know what? I I got some free ten dollar bets on DraftKings for something. I'm putting one on Patrick Reed to win at thirty five to one. I really do think I'm betting him at 33 to one. I mean, here's the deal: if they played this tournament 33 times, Reed's going to be in contention in more than one of them. He might not win it again. He might never win this tournament again. I mean, hell, if he plays it 33 times, he may have already won that one. He'd be in contention on more than one occasion, though. So I will take that chance at a, uh, you know, my obviously my top six that goes with the uh, bet for the win. Yeah. So yeah, Patrick Reed, I think is my lean right now. I might go different at some point, but I just. <laughs> It's either Cantlay or Reed for me. I mean, I don't want to get cute with Vegas or Pazenhout or anybody like that. I could take Tony Finau if I wasn't going to save him for a major. Yeah. Good course history. I feel confident enough in that fact that he's going to pay. And I don't want to take Cantlay. I don't want to take Rom. I don't think I want to take Sungjae right now. I don't know. I mean, maybe Gooch or Power is just too cute. 
Well, you can't take Sun Chain anymore. But, uh, oh, yeah, good point. I'm saying yeah, that's a very fine point, dude, even though uh, I'm completely forgetting the fact that he already hosed me. I feel like I should be able to take him since he gave me nothing. I mean, here I misunderstood you last week. I thought you took Haltong because I, I texted you that, and you're like, oh, I used it one and done in the cuts. And I'm like, you used Haltong? Like, no, M is the worst word to text to I anyone. Know. You really have to just text Sungjae. Like, I think the word M, because one, it's going to get autocorrected to I'm. Like, or that's the in. worst word to text. Yeah. So that's my fault. No, or in, no. yes. No, I was just, I was in my own little world. Like, I'm in Haltong world. And like, by the way, did you see Haltong with his glasses? Looking sharp. Of course I did. Oh. I could totally, I could totally get that whole uh, contact thing. What's funny is I fell in love with contacts as much of any reason is because playing golf because I hated wearing my con or my glasses, and then you get hot and sweaty, and the sweat gets on your glasses, and it's just a pain in the butt. And then I would have to, I wouldn't wear like quick dry shirts to golf if I did. I'd have to bring a towel to clean my glasses. So. I, I like completely in the other way where I hate playing golf unless I have contacts in. Mm -hmm. I hate playing golf with my glasses, but yeah, I can I can understand. Like I get the uh, the idea of contacts drying your eyes out and stuff. Oh yeah. Especially but yeah, I did see that beachfront course like uh, uh, the Sony. So yeah, over in Wild Eye. Yeah, I couldn't think of the name of that. That's all right. I was there for you. Uh, so, yeah, I, but I don't think I'm using the uh, the bigger guns. And, yeah, obviously I couldn't use them. But I feel like answer is about as far down. Uh, answer, I, read. I think he'll be very popular. Really popular. Because he's got the TPC narrative. He's got a good history here. And he kind mm -hmm. of fits that. He's good enough to win, but you don't have to worry about him. I might save answer for somewhere in Texas. I think he's yep. played well there traditionally. Yeah, that. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah, I, I think. Open, but, uh, I hate to think we're both going to use Patrick Reed, but I feel like Reed or Finau is where I'm leaning right now. I don't yeah, want to use Scheffler, and I'm not using the two at top. That's yeah, that's a good name, uh, Finau as well. Anything else about the American Express before we uh, before we wrap this one up? I don't have anything else. Well, Skeeter, I hope the next time we talk, well, at least when we do the podcast, that. We're talking about cashing winners. I hope we're talking about cashing some football winners, some golf winners. Hope we're talking about the Bengals in the AFC title game. Oh, I'm uh, full of hope, Skeeter. Let's hope I'm not full of something else come a week from now. <laughs> hey, I mean, I am. I have no dog in the playoff fight. I am rooting for you and Dan and the Bengals, just for you two. So everybody is. It's like, man, that that means we're just. We are literally that. Like, just sorry, sap fan base that everyone's <laughs> pulling for. Partially, but there's also excitement with Burrow, and you know, it just some new blood would be nice instead of you know, Tampa, Green Bay, Kansas City, you know, just some something a little bit different and kind of out of nowhere. I think it would kind of be fun. Well, if there's anything that's different, it's the Bengals winning, and it was a beautiful thing to witness. Now, you're not going, uh, are you going to Nashville for the game or? Nah, I had considered it. I'm not uh, for a couple reasons. I just uh, we're still doing the football show, oh. so I didn't want to. I didn't want to bail on the football show early, and yeah, you know, I'm sure you would have said yes if I asked you to do it. But I've uh, committed to it. My girlfriend's birthday is on Monday. She uh. wants to go to Nashville. I don't think she cares that much about the game. I actually had a friend who bought four tickets like two weeks ago. Uh, when it was unknown who would play, because the expectation was the Bengals had a good chance of being that team. So, right. I mean, I had to take it face value, but I said no. And then I can't, I'm sitting here like every day, I'm like, am I being an absolute wimp 
wuss or am I being responsible? I'm not sure which one I'm being. Oh, responsible. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, I, te- I teach for, you know, Thanks. consumer education, personal finance. So, you know, you're not going to, you know, if you're, if you're saying you want to save money for whatever reason, I'm not going to knock it. It's not necessarily the saving money, but I mean, I just got back from Mexico like a, a month ago, you know, like yeah. it's just, I don't know. And you know what? Hopefully Skeeter, I'm saving myself for a bigger trip in a couple of weeks. Ah, there you go. Hey, that means you need to go play the Molinari Fleetwood double. And you know, if that comes in, you can get that uh, paid for. Yeah. A ticket, maybe a ticket in the door. If we're talking about SoFi in February, sure, which is boy. where I'm hoping to be. Um, we, but anyways, we that's, this, that's neither here nor now. I actually looked this up with my one of my classes. This you know, cheapest Super Bowl ticket. This is a December. Cheapest to get in was six thousand dollars. That's the team we're gonna cheer to victory. We might be cheering them victory from home at that price point, but yeah. I don't know. I can get drunk on some Bengal bombs and change my mind. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Well, Skeeter. I appreciate you uh, holding out for uh, a Tuesday recording as we were watching some playoff football on Monday nights. So I appreciate you delaying, oh, and yeah. uh, good good luck this week, man. Hey, it worked out for me. So uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for being willing to do this, and uh, let's let's try to hit a winner this week. Good luck to you. Good luck to everybody listening. Thank you, and uh, good luck to those Bengals on Saturday at four thirty in Nashville. And even though this isn't a football podcast, we're going to say it. Who day? That's right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. He's Skeeter Robinson. I'm James Adams. This has been the Fantastics My Fantasy Fix DFS Golf Podcast. <laughs>